This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, so welcome, as always, to Kerry Dixon, Chelsea legend. How are you, mate? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. So, so how are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Good. Good week? Not so bad. Results went okay. Um, they just? I've ticked, I've ticked along quite nicely and didn't expect some of the results, but uh, as long as, as I've said, as long as we keep doing our job, then I think uh, the situation will take care of itself. Yeah, it's it was a funny old uh, it was a funny old night on Tuesday actually. I mean it's quite I mean I, I was watching it at home and uh which is you know I don't like watching Chelsea on the television never have. I don't know why, but I mean at the end of that match, the last kind of 4 or 5 minutes, I was actually standing up. <laughs> which is always quite a bad well. sign, but you know, it was tense, wasn't it for a while? But I mean my 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 overriding view of it mate was the fact that you know, um we we should and perhaps well we could and perhaps should have won that match. I mean, if we'd have got that penalty from Costa, we'd have been going home with all three points. Yeah, and we could have lost it. I think uh, yeah. at the start. Fair we, I think at the start, I certainly would have took a draw. Um, I think the draw was a decent result away there. I always do um, away at your what I would say main adversaries for the Premier League title, and certainly Liverpool are one of them. Um, and everyone knows who the rest are. So you would take a draw away and. You'd like to think you could beat them at home. And, um, you know, so the draw away was good. And the bonus, of course, was everyone else pretty much dropping points. Um, I mean, the following day when you get Tottenham, Arsenal and, and you know, dropping points left, right and centre. OK, City picked up. But uh, Manchester United dropping points. All of them three games I would have thought were gimmicks. The Tottenham, Arsenal and uh, Manchester United. And I would have thought City and City the only one to capitalise. So... As long as Chelsea continue to do their thing, they're making it a lot easier for us. Yeah, they certainly are, aren't they? And I mean, actually, to be fair to you and I, we've, we've uh, you know, we've mentioned that on the show uh, a few weeks back that uh, 
you know, our rivals, as it were, are going to, you know, a lot of them have got to play each other and they're going to they're going to lose points. So, you know, if we keep doing our stuff. We'll be all right. At the end of the day, though, mate, you know, given that all of our well, you know, that uh, that Man United drop points, uh, that Spurs drop points, that Arsenal lost even, which is even better. You know, I reckon we can see that definitely as a point gained rather than two dropped. Yeah, it would have been a point gained uh, no matter what for me, Dave. You know, I really do think that. You know, I'm looking to beat Arsenal on Saturday and uh, I was looking at a point at at Liverpool. Um, You know, as it turned out, yes, we could have nicked it. And yes, some people would argue we deserved it. Some people look at the game and think Liverpool possibly deserved it. You know, they missed some decent chances and near the end, obviously, after our penalty, um, they would have argued he should have scored for me now. But... Listen, I think a draw was about right. And, uh, you know, Liverpool would be happy with a draw, I think, given their current circumstances. Um, Chelsea, for me, would certainly be happy with the draw at the start of the game. Whether they would at the end of it or not remains to be seen. Yeah, well, as as I said, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we've extended our lead by a point on our rival, so we can't be disappointed with that. Um, I just to like to pick up on a couple of the performances actually from uh, yep. from Tuesday night. I thought Kante in particular and, and David Luiz as well were absolutely colossal during that match. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Kante's like three players. He just gets everywhere, intercepts. It's just amazing. And I thought. I thought Luis was superb at the back, especially when you consider that he's been carrying an injury since he uh, got kicked by Aguero. So I think those two absolutely deserve some praise for their performance on Tuesday. Would you agree with that? Well, like I say, I've said it time and time again, it's a team effort. It's wrong to pick out two. Every every time during the season, you know, certain players are going to play better than others. Mm. I mean, we've given enough praise, and quite rightly so, to Hazard and Costa, who were... I'm not going to say subdued, but it wasn't perhaps their day. Um, you know, some people say Hazard looked our most threatening player and so on. Everyone's got their own ideas on these tight games. But what I do think is that, you know, defence players always come into their own in these tight defensive away, these tight away games. And, you know, Claude Matalay, I think after him, he, he reveled in when we were up against it, the cities, the United's away and all that. And, you know, he would, he would be there protecting the back four because everyone expects Chelsea to get rolled over and when it doesn't happen, we look at our defensive side and, you know, I'm actually going to agree with you, but I, I hate to overstate over, over um, yeah. that they do their job week in, week out. And, you know, when we go and get a load of goals, I suppose they might argue that these type of people, um, oh, they don't get enough credit because they don't create and they deserve mm. some more credit when they are destructive and do what they do best and they do what they're in the team for. Um, mm. I, my argument is always, as I say, all right, credit where it's due. They're in there to do a job. The hardest thing for me, and I'll, I'll say it again, in football is to create goals, score goals. And people say, well, of course you'd say that. Um, but the trouble is it is. That's why they get paid the most. That's why mm. um, they get lauded the most. And, you know, and that's why people pay the most transfer fees for them. The people who can create destruction in football can be down to organisation. And, you know, if you've got a person who's good at it, great. You know, plenty of people try to be, but creativity is is what it's all about. And that's sometimes when I look at managers and people say, what do they do? You know, I think it's easy to create organisation and and destruction and stop teams playing. And every now and again, people say masterstroke and so on. Not many go and coach how to beat teams, what to do, give the ball here, how to open up a tight defensive unit. 
the man that manages to master that particular um, art will be the best manager in the world. Mm, interesting, interesting thoughts. Uh, talking of, uh, uh, you know, coaching players to do things, uh, what did you think of Louise's uh, free kick? That's not the kind of thing you can coach, is it? Or is it? No, it's not. Listen, I can't work out his free kicks. I couldn't quite work out Cristiano <laughs> Ronaldo's. You know, you knew David Beckham when he was going to come. He was going to whip it over the wall and, you know, the, the, the style of free kick and, and, you know, for the right footer and it would suit the left footer on the other side if, they, if they've got the talent to do it. But this David Luiz and, and Cristiano Ronaldo in, in world football, they sort of run at it straight and the ball goes, dips, it swerves. Mm. Luiz actually hits his side foot you know, he doesn't strike it with the instep. I don't know. Right, listen, I can't work it out as the answer. No, I can't. But listen, if it yeah. ends up in the back of the net, and it has done on a few occasions now, first time this year, I think it is, but um, it has done in the past, um, it's great when it works. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a few people that were whining, well, no, no Chelsea fans were whining about it, obviously, but there are a few Liverpool fans <laughs> that were whining, whining about the fact that it was a bit unfair because poor old Mignolet, uh, wasn't actually looking when he took it. Uh, I mean, that's a load of nonsense, isn't it? The, the whistle had gone. He should have been on it. Well, if the referee blows the whistle or, or if the referee says carry on, you know, you've got to be aware of these situations. And, you know, off, how often in, in the history have you seen people take quick free, free kicks and something become of it? And people say, wonderful intuition, great awareness and, and well done. And that mm. works in the opposite way for people who aren't aware and are not taking... Um, stock of what's happening during free kicks defensively so you know it works both ways so I suppose for me Mignolet mean, gets an unlucky mm, yeah quite actually you know talking about the way that, that Louise kicks the ball you know it reminds me you, you, you'll remember this you, you and I are not dissimilar in age but when I was a kid you used to be able to get these quite cheap plastic footballs not the leather ones and they were really <laughs> light and if, if you wellied that they would do the most weird shapes wouldn't they you remember that as soon as you said them cheap plastic footballs, I knew exactly what type of free kick. So they, should, they could have been called, bought back a bit. It could be the David Luiz free kick because you actually hit them hard and struck them well and they'd go all over the place. You wouldn't know yeah. whether it be wind take them or, or, or what would happen. Yeah, yeah exactly right. And, exactly uh, that. Yeah. you know, I'm not surprised many a goalkeeper will be bamboozled by that type of free kick. Yeah, it was a super free kick. I, I absolutely went ballistic when that went in, I can tell you, even if I was in the sanctuary of my living room at the time. <laughs> anyway, um, we should move on to, you know, the second part of what is a very big week for Chelsea with the, the match against Arsenal coming up on Saturday. And, of course, you know, they... I mean, you know, they seem to be doing their usual thing. I mean, I don't think anybody predicted that they'd, they'd get beaten by Watford uh, on Tuesday. But, you know, I, I mean, I've seen a few of the highlights and read a lot about it. And apparently they were woeful, absolutely woeful. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Kerry, that kind of worries me because I'm kind of now thinking that they're going to, they can't be as woeful again against us on Saturday, surely. I don't know. What do you think? Well, one thing's for sure, you know, um, players are human beings and they're going to bounce back from that you know mm. um, supporters would have given them load of grief they'd have listened to radio and TV programs and they'd have been much maligned over the performance and you know and like you've already said time and time again Arsenal fans must be thinking this is this is a case of uh, deja vu we've been here before you know um, every season it seems to be get themselves in a position throw it away and, and this sort of month, this sort of time, and then come back and finish the season strong and end up third or second. Um, you can't understand it. I, I, I think that, um, you know, um, teams have dips, teams have highs, and, you know, but every now and again, one or two players will do that 
um, poor performances and the team might suffer because of it. But it does seem to be a regular thing. But you're quite right. Be wary of a wounded animal. And, um, you know, I, I still believe, you know, providing Chelsea continue to do what they do, we shouldn't worry too much about Arsenal. It's up to Arsenal to get their own house in order. We have to continue to play and do what we do. And I'm sure Antonio Conte and the boys will continue to do that. Um, if we play like we can, Arsenal will undoubtedly have to step up, not just because it's, they're a wounded animal and they need to to show their fans that you know we are still contenders for the, for the title, but to actually upset or take any points at all off of Chelsea, because Chelsea at the moment are, are a decent side doing the same thing week in, week out, which they have been doing for the majority of the season, and that's the reason they're in the position they are, and uh, nothing's going to change. Mm. Well, I would agree with all of that. I mean, the other thing I would say, of course, is that we're now a very different team, you know, from the one actually you could argue, you know, when we got beaten so badly by them, uh, you know, earlier in the year or earlier in the season, uh, which, of course, led to us adopting, uh, you know, the, the the different formation and everything. But, I mean, we're a very different team. And I also think that we'll probably, you know, we'll be out to set that one straight as well. Because the thing is, Kerry... I mean, you know, I'm sure you remember this when you were a player. You know, you know, you know the matches that the fans desperately want to win. You know, where we don't like Arsenal, there's a bit of a rivalry there, and we've also had a fantastic record against them in recent history. You know, so the players, I'm sure, and Conte will be aware that this is a match that that, that we desperately want them to win, and I'm sure they feel that they've got something to prove as well, won't they? Well, I would think so, you know. But most importantly, I would have thought if it was me and I was in the dressing room now, come on, we want to beat this club. You know, it's a big game. It's one of our rivals. But more importantly, you know, players' mindset. I mean, I as a goal scorer be thinking I want to score a goal. That'd be Diego Costa, I would imagine. The the defensive players won't want to concede. They they will want to keep uh, their clean sheets and and so on. And the the team and the manager will will want to take three points to preserve their place at the top of the league and possibly put one of their their contenders totally out of action or or, or out of the, I don't know how many points Arsenal would be behind if we managed to beat them. Um, you know, it changes week in, week out. 12 points behind. You're looking at Chelsea then dropping, losing four and drawing one and Arsenal winning all of theirs. It's it's starting to look a forlorn uh, thing for them. So the onus is seriously on them. Um, Mm. But it's an opportunity for Chelsea to really strengthen their position. And I've got to say, you know, the more you look at it as these results go by, I said last week, um, if they manage to come out and they've still got something like six or seven point lead after these two games you've got to seriously think you know it is theirs to lose people were talking about it people were saying it but if we manage to do that and still got a lead over all of our rivals I'm I'm going to start to think and I'm the eternal pessimist believe me <laughs> well like most I, of us you know, it's, never, it's never it's never over till it's over nothing's given out in I February know. and you know, you, you remember the Kevin Keegan situation, mm. you know, all, all of that, and 12 points somehow get eroded. But goodness me, it would take some calamitous situation. But anyway, I've moved on somehow. Um, yes, we need to beat them. It's a good opportunity for us, and we're in a great position to do so. I've got to say, and it might be a bit early in the show, but I expect us to do so as well. Yeah, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I mean, one thing I would mention actually, of course, because Wenger's still got his ban. I mean, obviously they've also got a lot of their midfield out as well, which may be a help. But I'm just kind of curious, you know, would it, 
Um, would it, would, would, is it a help or a hindrance to Arsenal with Wenger being in the stands? Although I have to have to to say, mate, one of my one of my partners in crime on the Monday show actually sits at the front in the East Stand, in the you know middle middle tier in the East Stand, and I'm just hoping that Wenger gets to sit next to him because that'll certainly help us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, no, listen, I have to say here on in, um, I think Arsene Wenger is a wonderful manager. Um, people might disagree. You know, you can it can be a bone of contention on your other shows and so on, and even in the pub. But I think he's a great manager. I think he's got a, a bit of class about him, and I, I think he, he acts in a dignified manner the majority of the time. Um, <laughs> he's, he's done wonderful for them. Um, it's arguable. Have we had better managers? Have we had worse managers? But listen. He's done a great job. In the, in the, over the period he's been there, you know, he's, he's been through the Invincibles and so on. It, they're going to find a tough job to replace him. You know, they always shout for, they want their manager, like half of them want to change, half of them don't and so on. Um, I just wonder who they're going to replace him with if, mm, uh, if indeed yeah. they, they take that route. So is it a hindrance? No, I would say if you've got a good manager, you, st- you sit tight. I sometimes look at us and I think to us, you know, We've sometimes made mistakes. We've dived in too early and got rid of managers. And other times, I think, you know, certain managers have overstayed their welcome. Um, with Wenger, Arsenal fans are entitled, entitled to think what they do. They, you know, they're the ones that go week in, week out to look at the team that he puts out and, you know, and get their performances. I, from an outsider looking at Arsenal, I think he's a decent manager and done well for them. Cheech. Hmm. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I mean, do you think it'll make a difference with him, you know, not being on the bench, though? You know, I mean, does that make much of a difference if you're a player to have the manager, you know, away from the from the action, as it were? No, it doesn't. It wouldn't make a difference to me, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I used to tend to go out and do my own thing. There weren't many players around, I'm sure, that would say they'd be worried about what the manager says 
you know, once he go out onto the field, you know, the manager says mm. he's been in the dressing room and if he wants certain information, you know, I've said before, I don't listen to the manager. I never listen to them waving their arms around. They never used to do it so much <laughs> in my day, waving their arms around, True. running up and down the touchline, talking to the fourth official who weren't even there and, you know, gesticulating to everyone and all and sundry. You know, I didn't used to tell you, if you're wondering more about as a player what's going on on the sidelines, you're not doing your job properly anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. you should be worried about what's going on on the field. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got. I've got to say, mate. You know, if I mean, you know, if I if I had been a player, or if I was a, a, a player, you know, in the in the Premier League, and and I mean, much as I love Conte, I think he's 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 absolutely fantastic. But if I had a manager who was constantly pointing to me, telling me where to pass the ball and where to run, I'd, I'd I, it would wind me up something chronic. I have to say, but that's probably just me. Well, listen, I I love Antonio Conte. It's not about judging the actions and judging antics on the side of the field, as I've said time and time again. I'll love the manager for putting the Premier League title and redressing where Chelsea were last season, putting the Premier League title back in our, our, our cabinet. Yeah, um, that's yeah. why I'll love him more than anything. Not about how much he argues, what he, how much he rants, how much he enjoys it. You know, how many Liverpool people are enjoying Klopp at the moment? He does all of that. I mean, I like Klopp mm. for what I see. Mm. And, uh, yeah. uh, but, but at the end of the day, I don't want a situation whereby... Um, uh, my manager, if, if you like, is more interested in what he's doing and, and making theatrics on the sideline than actually telling the team and getting them to do what he wants to mm. do if indeed he thinks he has that, that amount of say. You know, obviously he has a say, he picks a team, he organises them, he puts them out there, but he can't decide how they're going to play once they go out there. He can't mm. decide how their direct opposite person, like if it's a winger playing a fullback, if the fullback's having a blinder and stopping the winger, he can't. You know, the winger's gone out there to try and play well. The centre forward's gone out there to try and play well. But if the centre half's playing great against him, isn't an awful lot you can do. You can try your mm. best, and it might not be your day. This is the way yeah. football is, and managers are not going to have an influence over that situation. Mm. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, of course, the only thing they can do in that in that context, I suppose, is to sub you off, but take him uh, off, and take him yeah, off. you know. And that is what they're there for. Um, just kind of moving it in a slightly different direction. I mean, you know, I was thinking very much when I was watching the Liverpool game, I was wondering, you know, really what was up with Hazard. And I think he's been quite subdued for the last few games. But I learned uh, a couple of days ago that, you know, he's actually been carrying a knock for uh, the last two or three games, which might explain it. Um, and also, of course, as I mentioned earlier, Luis has been carrying a knock since the uh, the Aguero incident. Um and I, and I think, you know, again, looking at the report that I was reading, they're, they're both kind of playing through the pain and, 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 and quite happy to do that. But, um, you know, you played the game. I mean, how long can you do that for before, you know, it gets too much and you have to sit a few games out, number one? And if they do have to do that, they're, they're going to be a big loss for us, I would have thought, if we do have to lose them through injury in the week or two ahead, perhaps. Well, maybe so. Um, I found to my cost, trying to play when you're not 100% right um, uh, is not the best thing. You do not no matter what you you think you like, you aren't playing mm. to your best. And, you know, you might get away with it in certain games, you, know, you might get a goal or so on, but you don't perform to your best if you're not 100%, you know. Uh, and there's a thin line between playing through pain. Um, you know, people say, oh, you want to play for the team, you're showing some guts, you get out there and play, strap it up and play. But if you're not performing to your best, the people who say strap it up and get out there will quickly haul you off and say, well, you're not doing any good. They say, well, I'm not fit enough to do myself justice, or I'm not mm. quite fit enough. You know, I'm nearly fit enough. And it's a how, how long are you prepared to have the tolerance whereby you suffer, the team might suffer, 
Um, if the team are getting away with it and you're getting away with it, well, so be it. But other players might think, well, hold on, you're not doing your job and we're carrying you to a degree. Um, it, 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 it's a very thin line. I, I think, and forgive me for saying this again, it's like I've got a downer on defensive players. But I think negativity, I think David Luiz could carry it more than an Eden Hazard. I think, yeah. you know, because he's there to be destructive, Mark, and he's not there to create yeah. body swerves, drop your shoulder, move different directions, shots. It's a little bit different to putting your body in the way and putting a foot in the way, you know, it, uh, making blocks, making tackles. You know, I think creative players will find it harder. Um, it's just my thought. People will be get, I'd get hammered and people at the back and everyone else will be saying, don't be stupid if you're not right and all the rest and playing through pain. But listen, the proof is in the pudding. If you're not right, um, you've already said Eden Hazard um, hasn't. He's looked a bit subdued. You say he's been playing for an in, with an injury. Mm. Then you say David Luiz was absolutely brilliant at Liverpool. Yeah. He's been playing with an yeah. injury. Yeah, I mean that's the proof, so, isn't it? I mean exactly that's the proof. That's exactly what we've seen. You know, so that's an interesting point you made there. I mean, you know, if if we had to lose them. Uh, you know, if they can't keep playing through an injury, I mean, uh, I would say that's going to, I don't know, I, I get the sense that that would be, be pretty bad news for us because uh, Hazard's our most creative player and I think Louise has been a rock at the back for most of the season. So uh, they're, they're hard to, I mean, I know we've got players in the squad. I mean, JT would probably come in for, for Louise and Pedro's actually been playing really well anyway, so we can cover them. But, you know, you would rather have them starting than not starting, wouldn't you? Um, but if they're fit for me. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I I think uh, my own idea is if a player isn't 100 percent fit and he's not doing himself justice or the team justice, not real, no real point in having him out there. You'd rather have a fit player um, who's not capable of doing quite everything, but he's not going to be hindered by fitness. So I, I, I think I'd rather have a fit player, given the choice myself. Um, mm. And if if they are fit, if, if Eden Hazard is not fit, and, you, and people say, "Oh, you subdued because he's not quite fit," give him a break. You know, yeah. he is our most creative player. Uh, with so many points, what, nine points clear at the moment? And uh, so one or two games, we can afford that. Mm. Um, give mm. him a break and hopefully get himself right and come back and finish the season strong. Um, that's mm. that's just my view. No, I, Well, I, to be fair, Kerry, I think, I think Conte would agree with that because, of course, he took him off with a fair amount of time to go against Liverpool. And that's a big, big game that we really wanted to win. So... You know, I, I don't think I don't think he would have taken him off if he felt that uh, he was 100 percent fit and and we're able not that to influence the that, game. Sorry, Dave, but we're not that devoid of players that we have to keep playing players yeah. through pain and yeah. injury. You know, yeah. all you're going to do is make the injury work, and you could turn it into a a, a situation whereby they could be missing months next year and all well, exactly. the season. So, yeah. You know, give him a break and uh, get the injury right. No, I'd agree with that, and, I, and as I said, I think I think that's probably what he did. But it'll be interesting to see if 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 um, if he starts on Saturday. But we'll find that out at the time, no doubt. Um, before we make a bit of a predict, prediction as to what we think, we'll, uh, no, should we say? I'll, I'll rephrase that. Before we make a prediction as to how many Chelsea will win by, um, I just want to, I just want to, because uh, actually it's really funny. Somebody picked me up in, uh, on this in the pub last weekend, saying, he "said I've been listening to that show you do with Kerry." He said, "You always predict we're going to win, don't you?" And I said, yeah, but, you know, come on. Neither of us can ever bear to say we're going to lose. It doesn't work like that. So there we go. Anyway. But um, hang on. Just, on, re- just, on, the back, what, just on. on the back of that. Sorry, sorry about that. On the back of that as well, we predicted we're going to win. And we haven't done a bad job. We haven't. Because probably we have won. <laughs> That's true. That's very, very true. I mean, apart from the Spurs game, but we're not going to talk about that. Um 
Right, I just want to have a quick, quick chat, really. We've lost, uh, you know, Branner Ivanovic has gone off to uh, Zenit this week. And, uh, you know, today Frank Lampard, or as, as Sir Frank Lampard, as I like to call him, uh, you know, finally hung up his boots. So uh, I, I just wanted to hear what you really thought about Branner and his career. And, and I know you got on very, very well with Frank and spoke a lot to him. So I'm sure you've got a few kind words to say about Frank. Without doubt, you know. Uh, but listen, we we'll start with Branner, and listen, he he will go down as Mister Eight out of Ten for Chelsea. You know, um, what Jose Mourinho once said about uh, Paulo Ferreira. You know, I don't need a ten out of ten and a six out of ten or a four out of ten. I need seven every week. That's why I got Paulo Ferreira. Well, mm. Paulo Ferreira was replaced by Branislav Ivanovic, and you got eight out of ten every week. I think mm. there was probably one or two poor games in in the entire period. Um, that he was with us, and listen, he, he could arguably he'd be in. You you sort of look at fullbacks, and you 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 look at your greatest ever Chelsea side or whatever, or uh, players. He'd be in. You had to pick five right fullbacks. In my opinion, he'd be one of the five who, who you'd be selecting from. Um, I think he's done a wonderful job, um, and he's been great for us. I really do. Um, great Chelsea career, and I wish him all the best. You, you, I echo that absolutely. I, I love Branner. I mean, I tell you what, mate. When when you kind of look at things, when you reflect on on a, on a player's career, you know, okay, there's stuff that you that doesn't you know spring out at you. You know, like the 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 effort that they make and the commitment they make. Although you know, for Branner, that incident where he played uh, with a you know with a with, with a cut foot and the boot was ended up in blood and they put it in the academy. I mean, that supporters love that kind of commitment, but. I, I think if you look at the contribution that he's made as well, you, you know, look at some of the important goals he scored: Liverpool, Napoli. Oh. You know, the winner in in, uh, in in the Europa Cup. I mean, he's he's only matched in that respect in terms of a winning European goal uh, by Drogba, Zola, and, and and Peter Osgood. So he's right up there, isn't he? He really is. Oh, of course he is. Listen, uh, Liverpool won. I was there for both of them. Wonderful yeah. that um, scoring up there, and uh, you know, I. I've already said it'll be in, you know you pick a top five fullback or player in that position in each position he'll be in contention you know some people mm. say might top three or whatever but it sets another argument off but listen he's he's earned that status and for me it'd be in contention it'd be someone to be talked about yeah and uh, what about Frank I mean what can we say about Frank that hasn't already been said but I mean for me Kerry he, he's got to be I, I would argue he's probably the greatest Chelsea player of all time I really would put him that high. Well, I wouldn't argue against it because I actually think, you know, everyone says about who is, who isn't and whatever. 12 years of your life, midfield player, scoring the goals he got. When, you know, obviously I put scoring them goals um, in, in quite uh, uh, a high thought pattern. But, you know, yeah, JT is the, is the one for me might come close. Chopper Harris, you know, people will yeah. say that 21 years, you know, Peter Bonetti, the people, you know, if you're talking longevity, but, you know, to actually do the achievements that uh, Frank got um, and to do what he did to play for England over 100 times for us, you know, to score goals that he got, um, to score the important goals that he got for us. Um, apart from, you know, there's never such a thing as a mundane, ordinary goal, because every goal is a great goal as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, <laughs> he, 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 scored, he scored, I think, 212 mundane or brilliant goals. Um I, I think he's right up there. If I said Branislav Ivanovic is in contention and would be in contention or should, in my opinion, uh, or be talked about for arguably one of Chelsea's greatest ever right-backs, well, Frank Lampard is certainly in 
in the mix for Chelsea's greatest ever player. Um, yeah. He'd be, be looking to get my vote. I mean, obviously, there you get Zolus, you get yours, you get, you know, uh, your Didier's, you, you know, JT. Dare I say, you Kerry Dixon's you know, as well. No, 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 no. Listen, not, not, not you know, whatever <laughs> people think. I'd never put myself in them sort of brackets, but nevertheless, um, Frank Lampard certainly is, and uh, wish him all the best. Whatever he does, I mean, he'll make a success of whatever he does. Frank, he's, you know, um, he's an articulate man. He's been a wonderful footballer. Uh, and an absolute great credit to us uh, as Chelsea people. I mean, he's certainly one of us. Um, started at West Ham, but he's he's one of us, and um, he'll be a credit to whatever profession he, he chooses to go to next. Yeah, I, I think that's also that's a really. I mean, you know him very well, and I mean, it's an important point to make. Apart from everything else that he's achieved in the game, and and in particular for us and the relationship we have with him, he's also a lovely bloke, isn't he? Oh, without doubt, no. Um, you, you take as you find. I mean, you know, I don't. You know, not everyone can say that everyone's a great bloke. Some people like people better than others, and some people prefer the company of some better than others. But listen, Frank is pretty much a universal character, and, and, and you know, he seems accessible and, and great to everyone. And you know, that is the way. Um, you know, he certainly is that type of guy. Um, he will get on with most people, uh, and he is a lovely man. Yeah. Um, as, as I say, and. Uh, you know, it was a wonderful day uh, when he come to Chelsea Football Club from West Ham. Yeah, I'll share a little story with you. I wrote an article about him, very a very praiseworthy article about him, as you can imagine, for CFC UK. And I got to meet him at the training ground a couple of years later and I took the article on the CFC UK with me because I wanted him to sign it. And I was sitting there and I was explaining to him that I'd written this article about him and could he sign it and everything. And, and he started to try and read it. And I said, no, no, Frank, you don't have to read it, mate. Just, just sign it. That's absolutely fine. But he was, he would have, he would have done it. He would have sat there and would have read it, you know. And I just thought it was a lovely touch. I, I, I'm just saying that's how articulate he is, and he was making sure probably that he isn't probably signing nothing. All the, yeah. like, you, you, you might have put an expletive <laughs> saying something, you know, unpleasant about him, and he's actually signed the bottle of it. You know, you never well, know. Mate, well, that's true. It, it's not a bad thing to actually read what you're signing, that's for sure, these well, that's, days. That's very true. There have been some funny stories about that. But then again, Kerry, as you well know, with, with Dave, or he who must not be named, as I call him, as the editor, <laughs> I can guarantee that there would, there would be no bad language and definitely no spelling mistakes. Absolutely. Right, now, on that happy note, uh, it's time for us to nail our colours to the mask for the Arsenal game. What are you going to go for? 2-1 Chelsea. Um, no matter who plays, I think we're in a good position, a good place, and I think it's time to cement our title um, credentials for once and for all. And I think we'll do that by beating Arsenal, and I think we'll do that by the odd goal. OK, well, I'd settle for that, but this is Arsenal, Kerry, so I'm going to go for 3-1. Why not push the boat out and go for a few more goals? I don't, know, I don't expect another 6-0, that's for sure. Oh no, I was there for that. It was quite wonderful. But no, I'd I mean I'd settle for two one, but I have a I have a sneaking suspicion we'll go three one. I think a lot will depend on whether Hazard starts. But like you said, you know, I think Pedro's on great form. If he comes in, he'll do a good job too. Right, I think we should leave it there and let you get on. Uh I will speak to you no doubt next week when hopefully we will be celebrating being twelve points clear of Arsenal and at least nine or ten points ahead of our other rivals. Let's hope so, Dave. Have a nice weekend and uh look forward to next weekend. Will do, mate. I'll catch up next week. Thanks a lot, as always.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.